Hey guys, welcome to another episode. I have finally, finally has, have finished my next book that I want to talk about. And it is called You Are a Badass and Making Money by Jen Sinew. And first thing first, seeing the cover I was like, this looks childish. Don't want to read it. Um, it was given like corny self-help book. So I was kind of, at first I was very much not feeling it. And then closer to the end, maybe like midpoint, it got better. I kept reading it. But first impression, I will say it didn't catch my attention. And also, too, I just didn't like the color. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, it didn't really speak to me at the time. But I gave it a chance, and I read through it all. And I will say, I would give it, like, definitely a 10 out of 10, to be honest. I really liked it. I liked it more than what I expected because it wasn't, Surprising, it wasn't cheesy, and it also was realistic in the sense of your capability and holding you accountable for stuff you can actually do at the moment, then feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you have so much to do now, and then you have this long list that you're probably never going to get to. So, 10 out of 10, I highly recommend. I think she's a great, great writer, and she definitely makes good points, not just towards like um about making money but i know she has other books that i feel like would be just as good as this one so yeah let's let's get into it let's get into it because i have a lot of points that i would like to make but the first thing i will say the only thing that i didn't like was how can i say this so in within the chapters, she has like examples of people over, I mean, she has examples of people achieving stuff within the chapter. And so pretty much like a story time. I personally didn't care for them. I read some of them randomly in different chapters. And I thought, and this is just my opinion, obviously, but I thought some was unnecessary. And I also felt like, a lot of them kind of just put put the words that she was saying into a picture. But I already had the picture, so I feel like for me it was unnecessary. But I do think the stories themselves were pretty refreshing to read and to kind of get like a, a reality check where it's like you don't have to do this in order to have this or vice versa. So yeah but as we go into the book there's only 13 chapters so i think it's a good amount to start with and just to open yourself up to the idea i love a short book but anyways so the first chapter is allowance and i have a few stuff highlighted which i would like to go over just to refresh my memory and make 
some points towards them. So the first highlight that I have is actually on the second page of the book. And it says, people love to tell you what you should and shouldn't want. Regardless of how you feel about it, even worse, we're so malleable. If we listen to them long enough, we'll tell ourselves what we should and should not do. Regardless of how we feel deep down. If we're not careful, we can get stuck for years or even lifetimes in situations that cause us pain because we'd rather defend those non-truths than upset or disrupt anybody, our own inner critics included. We'd rather do what's expected of us than give ourselves permission to be, do, and have what feels good and right and awesome. I highlighted this paragraph mostly because being 21 and still in my 20s and realistically trying to find myself I like everybody else you know we try to fit in you know we try to stay within our pack we try to make everybody happy and so I feel like once I got out of high school I finally was able to like spread my wings a little more and give myself a little more space and feel more comfortable in my uniqueness. And even now, I'm still in that friction where I want to be liked. And especially from the people who I feel like should like me for who I am. So it's like more of that, mostly with my parents. I'm like, you know, you should be happy that I'm changing and I'm becoming my own person. But it's also that fear of, well, I want you to like who I'm becoming. So I definitely appreciate the reminder of realistically be who you are and always be who you are because there's no one like you. And that's the benefit of being who you are because the, your, your uniqueness will bring something out of this world or you're part of the bigger picture. So it felt good to have that reminder because I felt like I was starting to identify myself with my friends how much money I have the clothes I wear my physical and my environment rather than truly what my soul is and what I'm destined to be and also what I want to change like opening up opening myself up to changes and being aware of my surrounding and knowing that there's always better somewhere else so I really appreciate that reminder and I hope that brings some light within you to know that you are perfect the way you are. And of course, yes, you can have changes and you could be a better version of yourself, but who you are at the moment is enough. And who you'll be in how many years or months or days is going to be enough again. So to continue, um, <clears throat> he talks about the pretty much defining what being rich is to you and also kind of dipping your toe or dipping your toe in the water with who do you identify richness to be with so kind of categorizing like oh this celebrity and or this behavior or this attitude or this lifestyle means you're rich and so she explains that rich in her definition is able to afford all the things and experience required to fully experience your most authentic life and I highlighted that sentence because first when I read it, I was like, I kind of felt 
when I heard most authentic self, I'm like, wow, like it feels a little selfish to know you can afford so much and also reminding yourself that there's people who can't do that or don't have the mindset to do it. So I kind of like, it threw me back. But then truthfully, growing up, you know, I was raised to believe that money was evil and it didn't benefit you. It was more of like part of life and you dealt with it on the side and you didn't really do much with it. But obviously the older I'm getting, I'm realizing that, first of all, my wants are 100% valid. And second, my needs are most important. And truthfully, the life that we live in now, money is our best friend. And in order to have the life you deserve, you need to have a relationship with money. And not just, I guess it is not just the relationships that you may be used to, but more of like creating a more healthy and balanced relationship with money. So then you can attract better things and know that at the end of the day, our soul is infinite. So that means we have infinite goals. We have infinite abilities, talents, everything, gifts, all that sort. So, yeah, so she continues with that, just explaining what rich is and kind of reminding people that being rich doesn't mean you're selfish or you, you have it easy or you're evil or um, anything negative. It's really just the idea of you know what you wanted and you went for it. And whoever tells you opposite is not you, it's more of a them issue. So the next page, she continues, if you allow yourself to make all the money you need to flourish and live out all your desires, it does not mean you are or will become a greedy, selfish, earth-running bastard. And then the quote after that is, a healthy desire for wealth is not greed, it's a desire for life. Funny enough, that kind of compliments what I was just saying. It's like, just because you choose to live well and treat yourself right doesn't mean you're any lower or your spirit is any lower than anybody else who doesn't have what you have. It's more of just knowing that you have the confidence. And truthfully, after reading this book and re, like kind of going through the list of the people I seem to be or deem to be rich, I go back and I'm like, there's just nothing wrong with them. Like they are still a great person. They're a great spirit. They honestly even do more for the world than what I can who don't have enough or isn't at the part where I have enough to care for others and myself. So I was able to shift my, not only my beliefs, but also my idea of what it means to be rich. And Honestly, being rich is the most beautiful and honoring gift you can give yourself because it comes with so many benefits, not just for you, but to others. So throughout the chapters, um, without, within this chapter, she continues to talk about really understanding the concept of having your mind, spirit, and soul in a line and making sure that everybody or every vibration is up to date with each other and that they're in communication and that they're working for each other. So she explains like, you know, being careful what you say, 
being careful what you say and then what you think. A lot of the times when she goes into details, it's like what you believe is what you say. And the importance of creating your environment is speaking the light within the darkness or speaking the truth when it feels like nothing of that is around you. So it's kind of just knowing your ability and reminding yourself that I might not have it now. That doesn't mean I will never have it. And then actually being able to express it in words and changing your ways of how you speak and why you even say certain things. So that is like chapter two, chapter one, and then going into chapter two. And what I also like about this is she has um, like questions to answer. She has like um, kind of like little tasks that you can do throughout the chapters um, and stuff like that, which I really liked. I like knowing that after hearing all the good advice, I can actually put some work into it and do what would be best that she recommends for you to do. For example, um, one of the questions were, I mean, I have to look at it real quick. <laughs> um, one of the questions was, or activity is, list the five main things to remember your parents telling you about money. And even before every question or activity, she writes a mantra or an affirmation. So this affirmation was, I love money and money loves me. And so, like I expressed earlier, you know, just for example, one of the things that my parents always told me about money is pretty much save as much as you can and try to never use it. So kind of just like put it to the side and keep pretending you don't have, but just keep it for emergencies. And even when the emergency comes and you're blessed enough to be able to handle it, it's still a curse within itself because you have to use that money. So it's very much like um, confusing because it's like dang if you do, dang if you don't type of thing. So that was just one of the beliefs that my parents raised me to believe. Um, so yeah, <laughs> not really helpful. Also, what I like is that in every chapter, she has fill in the blank. So at the end of that chapter, it was, I'm grateful to money because, and I wrote, it will elevate me and change me for the better. Going from that, we are now going to chapter three, which is mainly focusing on the concept of money and what it is and the connection we have to it. And one of the words that I highlighted was, one of the senses that I highlighted, money is just a messenger. It is what you do with it and how you think, feel, and speak about that gives you it, that gives it a personality. I'm going to read that one more time. <laughs> money is just the messenger. It's what you do with it and how you think, feel, and speak about it. Give it a personality. That's kind of like in a sense when, um, like a blank canvas. It's like nothing until you make it something. And so, 
after I read that sentence, I was like, I was like, whoa, money don't look too good to me, or his personality, I have made it to seem very ugly and unnecessary. And funny enough, <laughs> I didn't even realize this until now, one of her quotes in this chapter is, money is not the root of all evil. I feel like that's a very common belief, is that like, if you have too much of it, you're they make it they make you feel like you don't have enough control to know how to handle your money. Or the sense of that something has power over you, which I don't like because it's not true. You have all the power that you need. And yeah. Okay, so to continue in this chapter, it also expressed that money is only a tool. It would take you wherever you wish, but it would not replace you as a driver. To compliment what I just said, is a reminder that you have control of the wheel and that you are the driver and that everybody that comes within your car is really just a tool and is there to help you and to navigate through all the weathers within this path that you're driving on. And, you know, it's just like know the seat you're in and know the position and the power you have within the seat. And yeah, so the, the chapter continues with like see money as a currency, a flow of energy, and she's expressing the importance of knowing how to use that flow and what it, the benefits it can have towards you. The last thing on this chapter that I would like to really talk about, like I said in the previous chapter where she's expressing about that she's expressing the power of your words and making sure that you're not only aligning your thoughts but also what you say within that chapter there's a list and she kind of goes through the typical words that we say that isn't really the most beneficial thing to say for example and this is the one that I always catch myself saying the most, and I'm pretty sure everybody does, but one of them is, I want, and she emphasizes that means you have a lack of it, since you want it. And instead, she says, replace it with I have, I create, I'm grateful for, I enjoy, I can, I choose, I love. And so I took a picture of this page, which is page 83. And I just try to remind myself before I speak, make sure what I'm saying is aligning to the replacements that I want to have and also aligning to my thoughts. So if I'm feeling good, I want to express good words. And even when I'm feeling bad, I still want to express good words because words are powerful and they truthfully are like the paints to your canvas. Is to make sure, you know, the mediums that you use in order to create your picture. But that's the end of chapter four. And so chapter five was my favorite chapter in the whole book. Honestly, I thought this is when I really got to work and 
really forced myself to finish this book. And yeah, it was just great. I'm going to go through the highlights. And then I really want to focus on the, the activities that she has at the end for this chapter. But within this chapter, she expresses really understanding, being specific on why you want a better relationship with money and not just for physical reasons to, you know, having more clothes or having more this, having more material stuff. It's more of like, if you have this money, what would that bring to your purpose to the world? What desires that you have that aligns with your purpose and how will money be a help to that? And so she goes into bullet points, lists, she goes into affirmations. She goes pretty crazy in this chapter. She goes really hardcore. And I feel like it's because if your mindset is not in alignment with your wants or your needs, it's, it gets pretty foggy because it's more of like, it's like you're doing something and don't even know why you're doing it. Or you're pursuing, trying to push yourself to the max and not have a reason for it. Like there's no, it's like starting a race, a race and then not having an end point. It's just you keep running until you pass out. But yeah, it's just like a lot of points she made in this chapter. I like this so much that I didn't even have time to highlight because I was so focused on every word that she was saying. And really trying to not only listen, not only read the words, but listen to what they're saying. Um, even like one of the parts, one of the subtitles are open wide. And um, she pretty much expresses that like when we want something, we automatically have the how, when, where, and who. And we don't leave space for the universe to get creative with it. We automatically think like, okay, if I want this money, it has to come from this person by this time and in this amount. And I have to do this in order to happen. And so what ends up happening, it becomes a cycle where it's like, for example, working a nine to five job. It's like, that's a saved haven. That's like, okay, I know I would get what I want. It might take time, but I know I'll have it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, when you don't leave space for the universe to be like, well, I actually have a quicker way you can get this money and also an easier way. But you're so focused on this path that you can't even see that there's a water station right there. You could get a glass of water, but you're choosing to pass out. <laughs> um, but yeah, just emphasizing that your path doesn't always have to be straight and perfect and aligned and, and sunny and everything is gray. It's realistically a cycle and it changes and it different sizes and different ways to go about it. So opening yourself up to possibilities, all possibilities is important. To end the chapter, the mantra is, I love money because I love living an awesome life. And the activities she had, I was excited because <laughs> I'm very much of a visual learner. 
I love being hands-on, visual, and just very creative. So the first activity was to create a day in your life and your life of you have everything you need. And so you're pretty much living the perfect life where you don't have to worry about money. It's just come see you like this and you can do everything you want to do when you have it all. And so um which I will show, but I wrote down a day in my life. And I could just make, you know, go through like the points of it. But I definitely wanted to write it down just to show myself how important this is to me and how much I really want to improve my relationship with money. But the main points within my day was first my freedom, knowing that I could wake up anytime, knowing that I didn't have to have a set routine, a set schedule, that I was flexible and I can enjoy my morning or my afternoon or my evening and still make money within those hours. So my perfect day was I wake up when I need to, when I want to, when I'm ready. And then, you know, I enjoy the space that I created. So I allow my body to fill up with gratitude when I step outside and I enjoy the environment that has created me and vice versa. And then I continue my day by getting some great food because I love money because it gives me great food, like just the warmth and the realistically the happiness it brings me to be able to eat. So I have a great breakfast and then throughout the day I'm making art. I mean, that's all I want to do realistically is be creative in all ways. So I go to my art studio and I go shopping and I wear my most expensive perfume and I wear my most colorful and bring me most joy outfit. And then to end my day, I have a great dinner that is created by my chef with my friends and my family. And I enjoy the space that I created for all of us. And, you know, I have my little smoke session and I just have a great peaceful time. My main focus when I have the money I need is that it's, my life becomes peaceful. My life becomes stable and structured because I know that everything I'm doing is aligning with my spirit and what I was desired to do on this planet in the first place. So yeah, I end my day like that. I lay in my beautiful luxury bed and I pass out. <laughs> and that was my day, like very simple. And so after you write your perfect day, she wants, pretty much she goes into like writing down the five strongest emotions you felt when writing this day. And the top five for me was calm, happy, satisfied, sexy, and peaceful. Like I felt so peaceful that it legit made me feel beautiful. It made me feel full and enough and like I wanted to expand myself even more and so she continues to say okay well now do the numbers you know realistically how much would your perfect day cost and also you know boiling down the most exciting part of your day and kind of going with the exciting part going through the numbers of that too so I did my cost of that day and I just gave an estimate so the activities like going shopping, like my art studios, um, stuff like that. Like 
having my chef and what else did I do? Chef and something else. I pretty much gave myself like a three thousand or five thousand. Max is really five thousand because I like what I like, okay? And I'm expensive. So I gave myself that. And then but I was saying without the activities, realistically probably spend like at least maybe like three hundred. And then my cause she wants and then she goes into the other activity where it's like be specific on your environment. How much is your environment? And so I estimated my house and then so my house was like at least four hundred thousand and my clothes, products and anything else I used throughout the day was in like the five thousand range. And then, then I expressed what I really liked about my day the most. And I just said, I love making a life off my multimedia expression and the creativity, creativity that I have. Having the ability to create on my own schedule is very helpful for my calm life. I love my family of exclusive customers with custom orders. I love being, I love having such a supportive team. And even with supporting friends and family, I'm so grateful to have such, to be such a grateful, oh my God, sorry. <laughs> I'm so grateful to be such an success and be able to help and express others in my artwork. The joy I have in eating wonderful and happy food that I have made from the people that I love in my life and express the gratitude for the people who have made it for me. I'm grateful to dress and express myself so authentically with the ability to be loved for it. And, of course, I love to smell the views and the experiences that I have that money allows me to have. So, yeah. That was my day. And then, um, that's chapter five. So, she kind of just focuses on imagining yourself in the environment that you will be in. Which I thought would be cool. And then creating that mantra or that affirmation towards it. And so chapter six is kind of just um, highlighting like I just have to go back and make sure. Um, it's kind of just focusing on like your mental money maker that's the name of the title but like pretty much your mindset and what it is to you mentally to have money and so one of the first quote that i highlighted was universal intelligence is like a giant car a giant ear with a glass press up against your mind, listening to your thoughts, otherwise known as its working orders, so it can get down to business and business and help you create whatever you set your mind to. And then the quote after that is, if it's on your mind, it's soon to be in your lap. So, um, yeah, so that's the first thing I highlighted because visually, I like the idea of the ear 
I'm like, would that be cool time? So then I was like, let me highlight it. That's really it. Um, and then another one I highlighted was, you think something that triggers an emotion that can then cause you to act in a way that keeps you straight in the loop of frustrating results. I mean, bad habits. Realistically, this is um, almost like self-sabotage. Where it's like, you know you shouldn't be thinking that way, but you still thinking that way because you think it's beneficial. But it's really not. So that's key. Um, <laughs> oh, and then she expresses important emotional note. We are feeling creatures. We are meant to experience, not deny our emotions. It's not about being all yippity yappity every moment of the day and never ever feeling sad, angry, or freaked out. Expecting yourself to feel only positive emotions is not only impossible, but it most likely will make you feel like a failure instead of a normal human. Feel what you feel, have a tantrum, shake your fist in the air, curse the enemy name, Lay down, face down, scream as loud, get all your emotions out, live large, and then make the decision to move on. It's when we wallow in our negative emotions that we let let them hold us back. Experiencing them, however, is healthy and crucial to releasing them. Being in therapy, that's the main thing I had to learn, was that my feelings are valid. I could feel it, but I have to let it go if i allow this one moment to continue for a whole week i can't blame nobody but myself and that's more frustrating at that point so i'm trying to get myself in a habit of feel it now feel it strong and move on all of the day okay and another quote that i highlighted was when what you can and can allow is all in your head you can do whatever you want. It could be you can take up as much space as you need. Okay. So that chapter, I think it's chapter either chapter seven or eight, where she um one of the activities she asked for you to do like a um what do you call this? Not a mood board, but like a yeah, inspirational, motivational board where you know, you put all your wants and desires and making it to a big picture. So I already have that on my Pinterest, which I can put a link to. And hopefully I can make it a public. But I have, it's called Major Manifestations. And so my categories is love, career, lifestyle, home, and I think destinations or something like that. And so I put everything I want within those categories and so I was excited to have this activity because I'm like wow I already have it made thank you universe and so all I need to do I pretty much put it in Canva and I download all the pictures put it up and just put it how I wanted it to look and so I did mainly for love career and lifestyle because I feel like those are the three main ways I want to get better with my relationship with money 
And so it was fun. I had a really good time. I highly re- recommend this activity because it opened my eyes up to being so grateful. Like I printed out the pictures and I put it in my notebook, my pretty much my creation, my like random type of like sketchbook. And I put it in here. And every time I open the book, I'm like, wow, it makes me really grateful and it makes me hopeful. And not even hopeful, but like I know that I'm going to have this and that it's possible. So I highly recommend doing that because it kind of allows, first of all, it allows the ego to allow the creativity to flow in. And it also gives you the space to know that what you want isn't crazy and you can have it. So I highly recommend doing it. It's really easy, really fast. It only took me like maybe like 30 minutes and it's because I was taking my time, but I'm pretty sure you can even go faster than that. But it's just when I did it, I was trying to write as many as affirmations that I could. So then like I'm mentally preparing myself or mentally enjoying my time while I do it so that was very beneficial and then next to the pictures I have like my um my like money ideas or like my plans and so I have it next to the pictures kind of a a reminder and then on top of that having a visual that is possible to have so yeah, so that's one of the chapters, but in chapter eight, um, it's kind of just talking about the difference between what you can do and what you just don't want to do, or what you believe yourself not to be able to do. And one of the quotes that I highlighted was, getting rich is not necessarily about working harder, in fact, it's usually working less because you're making smarter decisions. Very true. Um, I mean, I, from, I think, I mean, from the point I legit could work, I worked a lot or I didn't work at all. Either I went big or I didn't do nothing. And I don't really, that wasn't beneficial because it wasn't smart choices. I was mainly just being so caught up in that idea of like I need this now when realistically I didn't need it and also too I was thinking of a limiting with a limiting mindset where it's like I like this so much that I'm craving it and I'm obsessed with this so yeah just I think for me this quote was like just think big and think smarter rather than excessively doing these baby steps when you can take bigger steps (laughs) uh yeah so that's chapter eight very short you only had that quote and then you know continues chapter nine personally in my opinion i felt like chapter nine through i would say like about chapter 11 it kind of got a little repetitive with the idea of like okay mindset over matter you got this you know you're awesome, that type of affirmation talk. Um, but I did highlight one part in chapter 11. And it says, this is because getting rich and succeeding at many, making any of 
your other dreams a reality, depending on who you're being, how you're thinking, speaking, believing, imagining, stretching, believing, and perceiving your world, all of which affect how you act. When you love and connect deeply with your higher self, you discover that your insecurities about sucking at your job or your fears about your money running out, out will just hit you in the face while you're on stage. None of this is who you are, but is where you're at. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you're, you heard this post so many times, you're not your environment, and it doesn't matter where you come from or how you, how to climb up that ladder. It's about getting there and being grateful for the journey that it took to get there. Yeah, so she continues in that chapter just giving recommendations on, like, you know, simple steps to do. Meditate more, write more affirmations, take time to yourself, set small goals for the week or for the day, and allow yourself the time to move with the universe and see what's out there for you. The last page of the chapter was just affirmations which I would like to repeat, and hopefully you can repeat it with me. So, yeah. Money flows to and from me easily. I love spending it, and I love making it. There's plenty of money to go around. Money is freedom, money is power, and money is my pal. The money I desire is already here. I am energy, money is energy, and we are the same we are best friends so yeah this one is repeat those mantras and just give you a reminder that you are enough and you can get anything and everything you want so the chapters just continue with what is only two more chapters left but i do want to leave the rest for when you read it and i hope it brings you as much clarity and affirmation and just reassurance that you need that you can create healthy and balanced relationships in your life not just with the people you're with but the things you have around you and your environment and who you are as a person so i just want to say thank you for joining me again and i hope you enjoyed so if you have any recommendations please leave a comment let me know and i would definitely give my opinion towards it but other than that, I hope you like, share, and comment. And just keep doing the best you are doing because that is enough. And I hope you're enjoying your healing journey. But this book, highly recommend. Give it a chance. Don't let the first few chapters make you want to close it. But I promise you it's a good book to have and to just keep in your collection. But again, thank you for sending me. And I hope you enjoyed.